My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Let us punish the guilty. Let us reward the innocent. My friend, can your heart stand the shocking facts about... Hi friends, welcome to Why Bloody Valentine. I'm Rich and I'm here with Carolyn and we watched Fried Green Tomatoes. Did you like it? Uh, yeah. We'll get there though. So before we get into the movie, you're a southern belle. Yeah. Do you like fried green tomatoes? No. Me either. No, my mom's made them a few times and oh, ugh. Yeah, that's a big fucking no for me. I like I, fried zucchini. Can we do that instead? Yeah, it's I do green. like fried zucchini. It is green. <laughs> we'll just pretend. Yeah, and it's slightly smaller. We make zucchini parmesan instead of chicken parmesan. Sometimes. Pretty pretentious. It's good. It is good. You should try it. It's way fucking faster. I will go in there and just eat the rest of the zucchini then when after once that eating. Like, just eat it right by itself. Yeah, it's very good. But <clears throat> fried green tomatoes... No. Not good. I wish they would have gotten into perfecting their recipe for fried green tomatoes a little more because... Yeah, I mean, eventually they they did it. Yeah, I mean, it was on the fucking sign. Yeah. It was on the window. Right. So apparently that became their specialty, but Ruth really thought they sucked. Well, it looked like that she burnt that first batch. Did you see? She really overcooked them. Yeah. It's tough to cook in cast iron. It takes some getting used to. Now, the movie. Two hours and 17 minutes. It was... Too long for you? Far too long. I finished the hat. Yeah, it was far too long. PG-13, no surprise there. And it was released in 1991. There are plenty of actors and actresses in this movie. There's, like, so many fucking people in this movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to hit a few of, like, my highlights. Okay. As I said in the mini episode i love kathy bates misery american horror story titanic the water boy million other things she's excellent a legend she was awesome in this movie chris o'donnell motherfucking robin from batman forever and batman and robin he's also in a ton of things but get real the dude is fucking robin (laughs) and he don't last long in this movie he doesn't make it very far Stan Shaw, that was um, Big George. He was in Jeepers Creepers, which is a movie I'm struggling with for this podcast. I really like the movie, but the director is such... You already made me watch that. Don't make me watch it again. He's such a piece of shit that I really don't want to cover his movie. So he was in Jeepers Creepers, um, the criminally underrated movie Cutthroat Island. Did you ever see that? No. Oh, that's a good fucking movie that I don't think, God, it's just due. And he was in Monster Squad, which we covered for this podcast Mm -hmm. already. So this is at least his second appearance on the podcast. And he was awesome in this movie. Big George. Oh, Big George. But that's enough of that. I don't need you falling asleep so early in the morning. No, you don't like when I talk about the cast of these movies. I'm ready. So we start with them pulling a very old car out of a very muddy river mm-hmm. and a train. But there wasn't a train. There was just like some wind and whistles. And it was confusing to me. Because I'm like, is there supernatural stuff in this movie? <laughs> like, is there ghosts? And what's going on here? Is this a haunted movie? But that's the last we had of any ghosts or anything like that. So it was just weird. I guess it was... They were merging the past and the future. Yes, I guess it was the ghost of the past creeping up on Evelyn. Like the pull in the truck out happened in the past and the trains were in the past. And then the train noises faded into the 
present, which was with Evelyn. Right, but Evelyn heard them, so that's why it was weird. <laughs> like, I would understand that if Evelyn didn't hear them say, did you hear a train? And we see the fucking wind of the train. Like, I could understand bringing the scenes together in that way if she did not hear them. So we meet Ninny, um, played by Jessica Tandy, who is another legend. When I was looking up her filmography, I came across her pictures from her younger days, and she was a fucking knockout. <laughs> oh, my God. She w- you would not stop going on about how hot this old lady was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was weird. I'm You're sorry. Like, oh, I can't believe it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Because she's decidedly not hot in this movie. Well, she's L- really Except when old. she has her purple hair. Yeah. Then she's hot. Yeah, she's super cute. Because I like a good weird hair color on a woman. <laughs> she's awesome in this movie, and she's basically the narrator. Um. When they go back in time. Yep. This is her story. Yes. All the stories are hers. Yes. I thought Evelyn was pregnant or something because she wouldn't stop eating all the time. And when they were at the closed whistle stop cafe and he was trying to make a phone call or whatever because he was lost. Yeah. She was like fawning over the menu. Like the fucking desserts and shit. Yeah. I think she was eating her feelings yes. a lot. Yes, so she, clearly she, she needed, was eating her feelings. She needed some love, and so she just got it from her food. Yes. And then she meets Ninny, and like the angry video game nerd, Ninny's about to take us back to the past. So so when, when I was talking about this movie in the mini episode, I specifically asked, I'm like, you hate books that jump back and forth constantly? Is this movie like that? This movie is like that. Mm-hmm. It continuously goes back and forth. And it there there is a book. Yes, there is a book. That I don't plan on reading. I don't like reading books that jump back. Maybe it's not as bad, though. You say that every time. But, I mean, you've seen the movie. I don't know why you keep encouraging me to read when we are in a reading competition. Maybe this is a long book? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe if it's a book you don't want to read, it'll take you longer to read it. It does happen. So, we go back to the past. And they're bullying Iggy, who is like a tomboy. Yes. And then she fights back. So, of course, they blame her for it. Everybody's picking on this poor little girl. And she's like, motherfucker, I'm doing what you guys want. I'm being okay with this. Mm -hmm. And you're talking shit. So she beats up that boy, kicks his ass. And then runs to the treehouse. Yes. But Buddy saves the day. He climbs up into the treehouse, just like Robin should. (laughs) <laughs> that's what that's what a good sidekick does he tells her the oyster story so this movie takes place after the great war so 19 late teens early 20s because it's between world war one and world war two mm-hmm. um this is how i think your childhood was like when i picture you as a kid i picture you living that sort of childhood. I didn't. We didn't have slaves. Well, they didn't have <laughs> slaves. They had servants. And we we didn't have servants. Okay. We were not rich. Okay. But I did live on a farm. So this is just how I picture okay. the South until like the year 2000. <laughs> it was just like this. Ridiculous. It was all the antebellum South. Oh, my God. Like, ever, nobody wore shoes. That's still true. Okay. <laughs> People still don't wear shoes. See? My mom has been living up here for like 25 years. She still don't wear shoes. <laughs> so, 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 this wasn't relatable to your childhood at all, how her childhood was? No, we weren't rich. Well, she didn't act rich. She just walked around with no shoes on, went fishing. Well, I guess, like, that's how I played. Yeah, I just figured this was your whole childhood. Like, if I was like, Dad, I'm going fishing, I could just go get my fishing pole and my fishing stuff, and I could just walk down to the pond barefooted and go fishing. The pond that you guys owned? Yeah. Because you weren't rich. (laughs) Yeah. Big fucking fishing pond. Like, I could do that, like, right by myself, and then just come home when I felt like it. 
walk down a few acres of your plantation. It did not have a plantation. It was a farm. To your pond. Uh-huh. On my dirt road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound anything like this movie. Stop. <laughs> so they're walking. He's flirting with Ruth. Ruth likes him. They're kissing. But there goes her hat. It blows away. And the second her hat blew off her head, I was like, oh, god damn it. I was hoping it was later in the movie that it happened. So you knew what was going to happen. Yeah, I looked right at it. I'm like, fuck. So I always kind of thought he could have just laid down and simply lost his leg. But I don't think that anymore. Yeah, it's a very wide train. Right. But he still did fuck up. He didn't have to die there. Because he did get his boot out. He got his foot out of his boot. And then he was on... At the last second. Yeah, but he was on the right track. And he tried to dive across the entirety of the train mm-hmm. to get it, to get off. Whereas if he would have dove to his right instead of his left, he would have dove out of the way of the train. Maybe. Instead of, maybe. But he definitely dove into, more into the path of the train because he had to cover all that area. So I think he would have had a better shot if he would have d- jumped the other way. It's just a very unfortunate accident. Yeah, right? it is. I have been giving him a hard time about this scene since, he he could just... since 1991 when I saw this movie. Well, probably 1992 because I definitely saw it at my house. Because I thought he could just lean over and just get his leg taken off. Mm-hmm. But even then, you don't know what would happen. The train could have just sucked him in, not tore his leg off, pulled him entirely under, and he died anyway. And the train is not like the size of the tracks. Like No, it's wider. Yeah, it's way wider. Yeah. But I mean, it's mostly wider as you go up higher, like where they get on the train. Mm-hmm. So down by the wheels, it's still kind of Did low. it have a cow catcher on the front? I don't remember. I don't think so. Because that would make a difference too. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is just an unfortunate accident. And I've been much too hard on... Chris O'Donnell. Well, it takes a big man to be able to apologize for such things. Right. And we'll see how big of a woman you are when we get into our next argument. Not on this podcast, though. That's that's a little You shouldn't teaser. even have brought it up. Okay, let's get past it. Regardless, it's extremely sad. I didn't cry, but in the right mental state, maybe like some rain lightly hitting the window, I could have worked up some tears at that part. When Buddy died. Yeah. Mostly for Iggy. Yeah. Because I didn't really care that he died, but she was devastated by it. Yes, they thought she'd die right along with him. Yes. So, I didn't cry. But you felt some emotions? Yeah, it was emotional for me. Back to the present, though. Evelyn is crying, but she's got to go to, what, what is it, like a seminar, group counseling it's like marriage counseling, but only for the women. It's fucking weird. <laughs> it's like it's like this peculiar 90s thing, though. Like, that's the type of shit you would hear about in the 90s. Like, that and fucking, like, aerobics on TV mm-hmm. videos and shit like that. All that shit is so late 80s, early 90s. And this movie is... It's woman empowerment. Yeah, this movie is very 90s. Like, like that... In between of the 80s and 90s, very much a movie of its time. And that's not that's not a bad thing. If I had no clue when this movie was made and I watched it, I would get it within like two years. So some lady tells her to wrap herself in cellophane. And it cuts to her with all her makeup on wrapped in cellophane. And I fucking thought she actually did wrap herself in cellophane. For her husband. And I'm like, huh? It was a daydream. And it was a daydream. But that's a weird thing. Why would you do that? Well, I think it wasn't supposed to be quite as elaborate as the way she wrapped herself. (laughs) Do you remember, um, like, the jackass stuff when they would wrap themselves in bubble wrap and skateboard as big fat people. Yeah. That's what she looked like. Yeah. That's how much fucking cellophane she put on herself. Yeah, I don't think that's what she was supposed to do. But she, what, what she's trying to do, though, is fix her marriage. Yes. Alone. She's trying to seduce her husband. Her marriage is boring. 
and comfortable and lame. But seriously, her acting like sort of offended that he would be weird about her being wrapped in cellophane is unreasonable. Because that is a weird fucking thing to be wrapped in. Saran wrap? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get it. It seems uncomfortable. It seems like even if it did turn you on, it would take a lot of work. To, like, get it off. To get it off. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you did, that person would be extremely sweaty, possibly smelly. I don't know if I like that idea. But we're back to the past again. At this point, I'm assuming Nini is actually Iggy. Like, by the, this is very early in the movie, and I'm like, okay, she's just Iggy. Mm-hmm. Um... Regardless, I like Iggy. She's a fishing, barefooted, gambling nightmare. So they had to bring Ruth back to save her. Mm-hmm. Which is a weird, weird idea, I guess, just because they were together when Buddy died. That's the only real... Well, she's hoping that Ruth can get to her because of her, their shared love of Buddy. And, you know, Ruth is this nice, sweet girl, and maybe she'll rub off on... Right, so... Maybe she'll rub off on Iggy because they have the shared trauma. Right. But instead, it the other way around. Yeah. And that's a risky maneuver anyway because that shared trauma could bring out even worse in Iggy by making it fresh again. I suppose. It's risky. But Iggy's also fucking with the preacher. She's a girl after my own heart. Mm-hmm. I love Iggy. She's the best. Every, every time she sees the preacher, she figures out a way to swear. and Yeah. And you know what? That preacher is a goddamn good guy. We'll get to him. But what a fucking hero. And just when I was like, man, I love this Iggy girl. She gets Ruth onto a train. And they start throwing all the shit off the train to a tent city of poor people. Mm-hmm. She is fucking robin hood too mm-hmm. the perfect person if they wanted to build a sympathetic character specifically for me it's edgy it's edgy i mean holy shit everything i like yeah she fucks with the religious people she fucks with the capitalists she's a lesbian she, she's clearly <laughs> clearly a lesbian in this movie you seem to like that too Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah yes i do um I didn't mention that while we were watching the movie, but I was like, wow. Um, I remember the the bee part where they go and get the honeycomb out of the bee. Mm-hmm. So she's indeed a lunatic. And if I could give anybody a suggestion about bees, it's bee TikTok, honey bee TikTok. It's fucking awesome. I like if, it you can, if you can get your for you page to start showing you honey bee TikTok, you won't regret it. And that's exactly... Like, it's weird that you brought it up now about her clearly being a lesbian because that honeybee scene is where I started to think Mm. Ruth and Iggy were falling in love with each other. Yep. Because I'm pretty sure Ruth was a lesbian too. Yes, they were. That was what was happening. Yeah. But at the very least, Iggy loved Ruth. That's why she didn't write back or go to the stupid wedding, but she spied on it. Basically, she spied on the wedding. But Iggy was all for being... Herself. Herself and not caring what anyone else thought. But Ruth wasn't. Right. Ruth. She needed to follow what she was supposed to be doing. Ruth was molded by society. Mm -hmm. And. And this was way, way in the way back. Like you you couldn't just be yourself. Yes. You couldn't just be nice to black people back then. I wonder if this movie has any like steam in the LGBTQ community. I wonder if they. Oh, yeah. Is it? Oh, it's a lesbian movie. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) That's That's why when I was when I texted my best friend the other day and told her I was like, Oh yeah, Coyote Ugly, I gotta add that to my list. That's why she said, Oh my god, you're such a lesbian because this movie This movie was our next one and then I said that about Coyote Ugly. So that's like that's for nineteen ninety one. Nineteen ninety one wasn't that long ago. But it also was that long ago. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't like an okay thing. And this movie was really successful. Um, this is just a couple years after the AIDS crisis, which the Reagan administration ignored because it was only hurting gay people. So mm-hmm. for a mainstream movie like this to have the undertones that it does is pretty fucking wild. Right, right. but it is 
it is also undertones. There was no, oh, they're definitely, I mean, you can say they're definitely lesbians, but like there was, there was no definite. Yeah. Like you had to be a lesbian to be able to see it. Well, I'm not then. a lesbian and I figured it out. Just saying. Back then. I bet you people picked up on people it. People were perfectly then. fine with two girls are best friends and they own a shop together. Listen, there is one scene in this movie where if you don't think they're fucking lesbians after it, you are fucking ostrich with your head in this buried in the fucking sand <laughs> so anyway back to the present uh we're at another class this time we are looking at our vaginas in the mirror <laughs> evelyn is not comfortable with it well it wasn't she wasn't comfortable but also she couldn't just take her panties off and look she was wearing a girdle she needed help getting out of her girdle oh I didn't know that. <laughs> That's what she said. She asked for her friend to go to the bathroom with her. And she's like, are you uncomfortable? She's like, well, I have a problem with my girdle. Oh, I thought she said with her girl. With her girdle. Oh, I she... thought she was calling her, her vagina a girl. No. Like she was she was still wearing a girdle, which is what people, they weren't wearing them anymore. But right. she still was. It was like she was today's fat and she was like granny panties. Right. You know? So like I wasn't sure that I liked the modern day shit quite as much like they could have made the movie without any of it they could have just told the story of those two yeah but you wouldn't have got to see the change of evelyn and also right i grew to like it enough but at this point the whole point was to keep the those people alive by keeping the stories alive so passing them on to evelyn they needed to make a difference in her life make a change and boy did they Right, you needed to be able to see that. Yeah, that change. Like I said, I eventually, I eventually was like, okay, this is fine. You just didn't like how long the movie was. Right. If you're gonna make a two-hour and twenty-minute movie, well, how about you just stop looking at how many minutes it is until afterwards? So then you can't be like, oh, it's such a long movie because had you not seen those numbers, it might not have felt that long for you. Well, also. We had to pause it a couple of times because the kids kept coming in our room and interrupting it. We had at least six interruptions. So that might have made it seem a little bit longer. And they weren't like important. It was like, Minecraft is my favorite game. Thanks, buddy. I got a new emote on Fortnite. (laughs) It's my favorite. Great. But yeah, you're right. We wouldn't have Ninny, who now has purple hair, which led me to believe even more that she was Iggy. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we go back to the past again. We get Iggy going to Georgia to see Ruth. And this, you like remembered this part. How much of this movie did you remember while we were okay. watching it? I remembered the big things, but I. Did you remember the honeybees? I did remember the bees. And I remembered when they got on the train that they were going to throw everything out and that they were going to have to jump. Like I remember, I remembered it as it was happening, but right. I didn't remember like. Before it started happening. I pretty much stopped remembering anything after the honeybees, which leads me to believe I probably just stopped watching the movie after that. Yeah, I had seen the movie a couple of times, but I was way, way younger and I didn't understand it. And I didn't know they were lesbians back then. See, maybe maybe everybody didn't. I was a child and I didn't know about myself at that time. You didn't even know about lesbians at that time. No, I didn't. Because I did grow up quite sheltered. Yeah. In my plantation, apparently. (laughs) At least you have to go fishing. So you were waiting for her to turn around because you fucking know how mad I get about stuff like that. Yeah. And I think I apologize to you. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> sorry for what's about to happen. So Ruth has a black eye. And they've been talking about Iggy killing her husband a little bit in this movie. So I was all on board. I am, I hope she kills him yeah. to death. As soon as you saw the black eye, you're like, yep, kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I have wished death upon movie characters for far, far less. Mm-hmm. But Iggy has to leave. But thankfully, Ruth's mother dies, and it brings Iggy back because Ruth sent her a Bible verse. Yes. As a cry for help, mm-hmm. like code. That's the only way she could probably get it past her stupid husband. Yes, exactly. Ruth's fuckface husband beats her up again. Beats up Iggy too. Don't tell Iggy that. Yeah. She showed him. Yeah, yeah. She thinks she kicked his ass. But like a typical woman-beating coward, when a bigger man steps up to him, he backs down like a fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be a bigger man. Usually these men, it's yeah, just men it's in just general. Yeah, it's just men in general. Yeah. But this was a bigger man. They will only 
pick on women. Yeah, this was a big man with a knife. Yeah. So, <laughs> probably a good move to stand down. And then we go back to the freaking future, present, whatever, again. And I, I actually feel really, really bad for Evelyn in this whole movie. Not the whole movie, but the parts you're supposed to feel bad for Evelyn, I feel horrendously bad for her. Mm -hmm. This movie is manipulative. It really fucks with you, which I'm not sure I appreciate. <laughs> but I was like an emotional roller coaster during this movie. Um, people are mean to her. Her husband doesn't seem to like her. She hates her body. She's possibly going through menopause. Mm -hmm. It seems likely. Yes. But she does at least have Ninny, who is now her new best friend. Yep. She's going to the nursing home to visit her. Even after the aunt won't see anyone. Yeah. When At first, she just wouldn't see her. Apparently, she Why would she not her. see Evelyn? They know. never she explain why she hates her and throws shit at her every time she sees her. But back to the past. Ruth has a baby. So we've gone back to the past and jumped way ahead into the in the past. So Ruth has a baby, which at first I didn't even know whose baby it was. I mean, you I knew she was pregnant. She said, "Did oh. you think she lost the baby when he kicked her down the stairs?" I thought maybe. Yeah. Um. But you, the, I, I mean, it's obvious that it is Frank's eventually. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Really? She said she was pregnant. She was sitting by the window when she when Iggy came to get her. Right, and he fucking beat her, kicked her. Oh, so you thought she lost the baby? Yeah, I didn't even put it together that she would still be pregnant. Oh, okay. They also own a cafe, the Whistle Stop Cafe. Mm -hmm. Iggy's Iggy, <clears throat> dad gave her the money. Right, because rich. They're rich. Mm -hmm. And it's a semi-non-segregated cafe. Right. They are. It's they... segregated, but they serve black they people. They serve them in the back, like in the yard. Which is probably the best they could do. Mm -hmm. Because Iggy is a saint. Ruth wouldn't have done that on her own. Ruth needed Iggy to grow. That's why she fucking started being so nice to Smokey. Yep. As per usual, the sheriff is in the Ku Klux Klan. Yes, sort of. Yeah, so. Like, he's there, but he he's embarrassed by it. Right. By being there. Yeah. Some things never change. Fucking law enforcement <laughs> in the Ku Klux Klan. So this is the scene where I'm like, if you had any inkling that these people were not lesbians this is what changed this fucking sensual food, food fight, fight yeah. in the goddamn <laughs> kitchen they are clearly madly in love with each other yes i wonder if anything ever came of it in their private time you're not supposed to know that i don't know that either so i just wonder if it did i wonder if they ever if they ever said how they truly felt about each other because I don't think they did. I'd like to think that they did. I don't think they did. But I, I doubt it. Because when Ruth was dying, Iggy said, I have so many things I need to tell you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's probably what she needs to tell her. Instead, she tells her about that fucking lake that went missing. Spoilers. We're not there yet. Okay. Sorry. But we got big problems because... Um... Also, why, why was that fucking sheriff going to... Arrest them for, like, disorderly conduct for throwing food at each other in her own kitchen. I think he was just playing along yeah. with them. Yeah, well, he got a fucking face full of pudding for it. Mm -hmm. So He probably also doesn't like it getting thrown in his face that they're clearly in love with each other and not in love with him because yeah, he wanted he Iggy the whole Iggy. time. And honestly, despite him being in the Ku Klux Klan, he seems like he's kind of an okay guy mm -hmm. as far as the guys in this movie. He seems like he's okay. Maybe he was undercover in the... I we'll doubt it. I think... <laughs> Undercover get. Yeah. <laughs> Undercover. Oh, my fucking God. You didn't get it until I said that. <laughs> and then you groaned at my dad joke. It's a mom joke if you're not a dad. Stop. <clears throat> anyway, we got big problems. Ruth's husband is in town stalking. Yeah. More than that, the KKK are lighting fires and Frank is making threats. This is where you can tell that the sheriff isn't really down with the KKK yes. stuff. That's why I said he's undercover. He just wants to know what they're up to. Yeah, I think more more so than that, in Alabama in like the 20s, if you wanted to be a law enforcement officer, you probably had to be in the KKK. Right. You probably don't have a fucking choice. And like a bunch of fucking cowards 
they're whipping Big George because that's how these racist fucking groups always act in a big group because mm-hmm. they're fucking all pussies. And Grady stood up to them, like we said. For a little bit there, I was scared he was going to, like, kind of allow it. Yeah, well, that wasn't his chapter. That no. They came from um, Georgia. No, but I think, I think, I don't think that, like, you're allowed to go against your brothers like that. So well, He wasn't w- in uniform. He was in police uniform. Right, so. but they all fucking know who they are. That's how Iggy knows who they are, because they don't change their shoes. Mm-hmm. So he was brave here. Yes. He did the right thing, which is why I think Grady's a good guy, despite his flaws. Not everyone could be as brave as Iggy. No, but Iggy made everyone else braver. Yes. Because Iggy's the fucking best. One of the best movie characters ever. She's like, even awesome. when he was yelling at her for how people were complaining that she um, served black people, like, under his breath, he was saying to her, could you just do it outside? Yeah. Like, yeah. he agreed with her, but he had to out loud act like he wasn't. Right. He wasn't brave. Iggy is, like, the extremist activist who wants everything now. Yeah. And everybody else has to moderate her a little bit. Mm -hmm. The world's not ready. Yeah. Boy, do I feel that. (laughs) Iggy's like me as a female. I knew you were going to say that. Lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) If you were a female, wouldn't you be a lesbian? Probably. You're into girls. Probably. I would want to have sex with at least one dude, though, to see how that feels. Oh, my God. You're so weird. Are you trying to tell... Well, it doesn't really matter for you. I was going to say, if you were a guy, you wouldn't try to have sex with a girl. But what's the fucking difference? <laughs> <laughs> um, so drunk I'd probably ass- just do it with myself. I just want to feel what that's like. Drunk-ass Frank is back in town, and he's got a gun. Someone hit that man with what I thought was a shovel, which we'll find out later is not a shovel. And we got ourselves a mystery. Mm-hmm. He almost got that baby again, but everybody stepped up to him. He gone. Yeah. And what did I immediately say to you? Oh, hold on. (laughs) Hold on. So the police have arrived from Georgia. I think the cops, I thought the cop was one of the KKK men from the cross burning. No, he was their cop from the other state. Right. I thought, yeah, but that's where the Ku Klux Klan came from, too. So I thought he was one of them. He might have been. You don't know. He probably was. You, on the other hand, think they made fucking barbecue out of Frank. Like, this is some yes. sort of fucking horror movie. I, I told you parts of this movie I remembered then. Let's put a pin in it. <laughs> okay. Okay. I would be terribly upset if they made barbecue out of this officer. But Iggy knows Frank is dead. Sadly, Ruth, I don't think, believes that Iggy didn't kill him. I think she thinks Iggy killed him. Well, at first she... She didn't know that he was gone, and Iggy had to be like, I'm telling you, listen to me, he's not a problem anymore. Right. And as a victim of abuse, you never feel like you're you're safe. Like, they're always, you know, hovering. They're always, there's always a risk that they're going to come back. Right. And she was trying to be like, you don't have to worry. Yeah. She was trying to say it without saying it. Right. Um, for some reason, that scene made me think Ninny was Ruth and not Iggy. So there's like 20 was- minutes of this movie where I'm like, is Yeah, you changed your mind quite a bit. Not quite a bit. There was like 20 minutes. No, I'm- I mean, back and forth. It was back and forth with you. Who is she? Yeah. Enough of that, though. Poor old Evelyn just had her spot stolen by some fucking teenage, and she's flipping the fuck out now. She's lost it. She's ramming their car and fucking screaming to Wanda. How do you accidentally hit a car 15 times? (laughs) I think it was six, but... Whatever. And then she goes on this fucking rant where she's going to commit genocide, basically, against wife beaters and teenagers and masturbators because she has morphed into a superhero to Wanda, the writer of wrongs. Mm Mm-hmm. She's working out on a fucking trampoline because yep. this movie wasn't 1990s enough. Mm-hmm. She's bouncing around on a mini trampoline and she needs answers. Who killed Frank? So we have to hear the rest of the story. But first, Smokey's back. It's nice to see him back in town. 
He seemed to be cleaned up, too. Yeah, he seemed like he cleaned up. And I fucking thought Buddy Jr. died. Yes, you did. You, you were about ready to throw your phone. You were done with this movie. Yeah, when they were playing Taps or whatever they were playing, mm-hmm. and they showed the tombstone, and I'm like, are you fucking serious? And it just said, it was Buddy's arm. Yes. Here lies Buddy's arm or whatever the fuck Buddy it's Buddy Jr.'s arm. Jesus fucking Christ. They did that to me twice where I'm like, I'm fucking done with this movie. <laughs> and then they fucking swerved. Because like I said, this movie is super manipulative. Yes. I'm not sure how okay I am with that. Only because it worked. You don't like to be manipulated. No, I don't. You, you like to be the manipulator. I don't like to manipulate people. No, if you could be the one that caused everyone to feel these feels, you would like that. Oh, yeah, I'd be in heaven. Exactly. That's what I said. You'd like to be the manipulator. Manipulator. So there's a lot of bad news in this little scene, this flashback. We lose an arm. They find Frank's truck. Izzy's getting arrested. Yeah, Grady. Getting arrested. Again, Grady being a good-ish guy. Grady was as good as the times would reasonably allow him to be. Mm -hmm. He wanted to be better. He wanted to do more than he could, but his position and society in general would not allow it. So he's trying to get Iggy to leave, but it's going to cost Big George. Right. If they can hang Big George, they'll probably leave Iggy alone. So she can run. George is fucked. But she doesn't run. And George would have done it for her. Yes, absolutely. George would do anything for her. Mm -hmm. He made that abundantly clear. So her stubborn ass isn't going anywhere, of course. Because if Itchy's going to do anything, she's going to do the right thing all the time. She's like a perfect human. Mm -hmm. She's 50 years in the future compared to these fucking people. Mm -hmm. And even in court, she can't control herself. She's fucking mouthing off. She called that guy something crazy. She yeah. called I should have written it down, but she called him something <laughs> ridiculous. But the crescendo of the trial comes when the preacher that Iggy has fucked with mm-hmm. her entire life. Yep. And as soon as he was like, nope, that was a lie. She was like, fuck. Yeah. Everybody, she thought they were done for. Yep. But he lies for them. Mm-hmm. And he's so pious. Like... This is another point where they tricked me. He's like, I brought my own Bible because he's a preacher. Mm-hmm. I'm like, of course he did. What a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. Joke's on me, though, because he bought a copy of Moby, Moby Dick. Dick to swear on. <laughs> yep. So he wasn't lying on the Bible. And he lied for Iggy and Big George because unlike these fucking preachers all over TV today, he's an actual good man. Mm-hmm. Iggy has to go to church now. She's not thrilled about it. Another manipulation. Yeah. At least this one. Yeah, I guess it did make me sad at first. I'm like, this motherfucker, I thought he was going to help them. And he's going to fucking ruin them. And then he helped them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie's so manipulative. God. Stop. You only hate it because it worked on you. You have to remember that because you do actually like that they did it. Yeah. Just not that it worked on you. Right. So we're back to the present again. Evelyn is out of her fucking mind. She's knocking down walls and screaming to Wanda. Mm-hmm. She don't need that wall no more. No, temporarily, she don't need that wall anymore. <laughs> She's going to build that bitch right back up. She's also a Mary Kay consultant because of fucking course she is. Yes. Because, like I said, this movie is absolute 90s, and that lady has, I'm part of a pyramid scheme, Written all fucking over her. Yep. She gives all her money to Bernie Madoff. She sells fucking... Um, Mary Kay. Mary Kay. Probably Avon. Mm-hmm. They made her into that bored suburban housewife. Perfectly. Pretty, pretty perfectly. Yeah. She, and of course, of course, she's fucking awesome. I can't say enough awesome things about her. She's one of my favorite actresses. Yeah, she's really good. So she, she goes back to the nursing home because she's going to tell... Ninny, the good news that she's going to try to take her and move her in with her. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I want to go visit old people in the nursing home. I get horribly sad whenever they show the nursing home in this movie because of my grandmother all the yeah. time. I, there was never any good experiences there. Nothing was ever good. So I'm like, oh, I never want to visit um, another nursing home. In my life. If I have to go to a nursing home, I want to die. 
instead. Yeah. But you can go visit nursing home, go talk to some old ladies. You'd be good at that. And you can't right now. No. But maybe when COVID's over. So Ruth has cancer. So she's dying. So I'm like, okay, well, Ninny is Iggy then, apparently, because Ruth is fucking going to be dead well before this movie takes place. I'm very much not thrilled with this. Mostly because I don't want this little boy to lose his mother. Yeah. That was very sad. He already lost his arm. He doesn't have a dad. Now he's losing his mother. Mm-hmm. At least he has um, that core group of Iggy and... Thread goods. Yeah, well, I guess the thread goods. Are there many of them left? You don't see too many thread goods in this movie, except for Iggy and the parents, but you don't see them after... After Ruth shows up, you don't see the thread goods much. Right, but they're all around there. I guess. It was a huge family. Um, Ruth's death kind of killed the town, though. Because the whistle stop was never the same, then the trains fucking stopped coming, and then everybody just left. Mm -hmm. So despite not even being from there, she was kind of the glue that held everything together. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't thrilled with this. I would have much rather seen her live. But the last thing she wanted to hear was that Lake story one last time. That almost got me. That was it? that was closer than the other one, yeah. Yeah, it's bad. It was rough. If that would have been a dog in that bed dying, it might have pushed oh, me over the edge. Why? <laughs> why do you always cry over the animals and not the humans? There's something wrong with you. There's definitely something wrong with me. But this movie was very emotional, and it fucking tugged on my heartstrings. Mm-hmm. So I'm not heartless. You picked a very, very sad movie. I'm sorry. But at least at least Ed is starting to figure out what's going on because he brought his wife some flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mrs. Threadgood, he's not interested in her living there. Yeah, and he said never yeah. to her. Yeah, he said never. You never say never to her. Yeah, don't you ever tell me never. Yeah, so she... So I was wrong earlier. She went back to hear a story from Ninny, and now she's going back right. to tell her she she's She went back to hear in. the story, which was the story that she found out she had cancer. Right. And Ninny's fucking dead? Are you fucking kidding me? Manipulation. That was extreme manipulation. Did that one almost get you? Yeah, I was... That one almost made me turn a fucking movie off. <laughs> like, I was like, what the fuck did Carolyn do to me? And then that other lady comes in the that nurse. works there. She's, she's like, like, she's not no, dead. She Ms. went home. Miss Otis died. Yeah. And then she could have reacted a little bit more respectfully yeah, for Mrs. God Otis. Thank God Otis died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She could have been a little nicer. That was fucking Ninny's best friend. Mm-hmm. If Ninny saw her reacting like that to Mrs. Otis' death, she would be upset with her. Yeah. So she needs to fucking cool it. That's not how fucking Tawanda reacts to the death of her best friend's fucking best friend. But then she has to stop her. Yes, because this is the most unbelievable part of the movie. You mean to tell me she got into a fucking cab from a nursing home, okay? Mm-hmm. So this old lady is leaving the nursing home. She gets into a taxi cab. They show up at an abandoned town, stop at an empty lot, and the cab driver just fucking like, leaves okay, her there. Bye. He's like, you're on your own, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha, bitch. Get out of my cab. Yeah, and her plan is to just sit there sit on until her she luggage. dies because yeah. no one's driving past there. Yeah. But her best friend saves her new the best day. friend. Huh? Her new best friend. Yes, her new best friend saves the day. So we're going to learn what happened to Frank. And it's weird because like I'm like, who did it? Was it the sheriff? Was it Iggy? Was it Big George? Was it somehow fucking Smokey? He got up and they didn't show it. Mm-hmm. And it turns out this will ruin the movie for you. So if you're going to watch the fucking movie, pause pause this, okay? <laughs> you have had plenty of time now. It was Sipsy, Big George's wife or whatever. Mm-hmm. She got knocked out when he came in. He knocked her out Right, with but gun. she got up yep. and hit him with a fucking cast iron yeah, pan. She was protecting that baby. Not a shovel. You can fucking ruin someone's day with a cast iron pan. Yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah. She ruined his life. Yeah. He's dead. You will fucking, you will kill somebody if you hit them with a fucking cast iron pan or mm-hmm. about the head. Caves it right in, I'm sure. So, we put a pin in something earlier. I'm going to pull that pin out. <laughs> I cannot fucking believe 
that they fed that motherfucker to the cop. <laughs> they cooked him. What is this fucking movie? There's a ghost train in the beginning and there's fucking cannibalism. <laughs> I, they fed that cop four plates of the guy he's looking for. It was the best barbecue he ever had. Uh, he kept coming back for more, too. Yeah. Which leads me to believe they're fucking cooking Secrets other people in, up or something. <laughs> Secrets in the sauce, babe. Ugh. So they never actually confirm. It don't matter what that meat is underneath. It's the sauce that yeah. was so good. They never confirm. But he definitely ate the fucking guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a ghost train and cannibalism in this otherwise regular movie. Mm-hmm. That is so fucking. When you, did you remember that when you said it earlier in the yes, movie? Yes, I, I remembered that he was eating who he was looking for. I remembered immediately. As soon as he said how good the barbecue smelled, I was like, oh yeah, he's eating him. Yeah, and you're like, I think they cooked him. And I'm like, shut up. And you're like, all right, whatever. So did you like just <laughs> not say anything so I to prove me wrong later? Like, so you'd be like, like right? I just know better than to argue with you. I could not believe it. You figure it, it out eventually. Well, yeah, when they flat out say, oh ate them mm-hmm. monsters this is like the texas chainsaw massacre town how did they get rid of the skull who knows who the fuck knows there's a lot of weird shit down south maybe they fucking gave it to some voodoo person all right so there's a card on ruth's grave from iggy jar of honey jar of honey yep we both think ninny's iggy right yes like it's a, it's abundantly clear that she is because they give the knowing look. Yeah, the way she smiled at her when she yeah. said, Iggy? Yeah. And she said, maybe we'll see her today. Mm-hmm. And she's like, sometimes I think I catch a glimpse of her. Like, you're in a nursing home. Are you going to catch a glimpse? Is she running past your fucking window? No, the glimpse is her seeing Iggy and herself in the mirror or mm-hmm. whatever sometimes. So, yes, that is Iggy in this movie. Is Ninny. But in the books, it's not. Right. Apparently, in, in the, the book, book, she married. Well, she even said in the movie that she married Cleo. Right. Um, there is no Cleo in the entire movie, but apparently, in the books, Iggy does have a brother, Cleo, and she marries him. She marries Ruth's brother. No, she marries Iggy's brother, Cleo. Who? Oh, you mean Ninny? Because they're not the same person, right? But in the book, Ninny is a separate person. So Iggy has a baby in this movie that dies. Ninny does. Ninny, but Ninny is Iggy. In the movie, yeah. Right. So who was that kid? They never even... What kid? They said he died when he was 30. He had Down syndrome. Yeah, that's weird though. Because she told Evelyn that she had him late like her, like at her age now, because Evelyn has adult children. Right. So she's obviously going through the change. Right. And she said she had her baby right around that time, which... If you have a baby that late in life, it, you have a much more likely chance of genetic. So we're talking like 50 because she's 82 in this movie? Yeah. No. Probably not quite 50. Probably in her. Well, he died when he was like 30. 40. Yeah. So if she's 82, she had him when she was 50 fucking two at the latest. So she probably had him earlier. Yeah. She okay, probably had him yeah. earlier than that when she was first going through right. menopause. And he had Down syndrome and they told her just to put him in an institution. And she was like, no. Yeah. And she had him for 30 years. Yeah, that sounds like something they would say to you in the 60s. Because that's when it would have been. If you assume the movie was the 90s. So, all right. So you assume the movie's 91. She's 82 then. So she would have been born in 1909. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that seems to check out because it was right after World War One. When she was a teenager and all that shit. So, yeah. She would have had that baby in 50s or 60s. And they would have been like, get rid of that retard. Because yeah. people were they awful. They say those things then. Yeah. That's exactly what they would say. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that as what I would say. Right. That's what they would say back then. Because yeah. they're bastards. All right. So, we said. Gay undertones. But still, somehow, this movie was highly successful. This movie made $119 million on a budget of $11 million. It has a 74% critic score and a 91% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. I would say, objectively, this is a good movie. 
objectively yes like just looking at it objectively very good movie i liked it where do you rank it um i'm gonna give you your no um okay probably second so below now and then and above hope floats yeah the only thing that would have moved this movie above now and then is if christina ricci would have been ruth Oh, jeez. <laughs> that would have been about it. That's the only thing keeping now and then in the top spot. The actress? That's it? Yeah, and I liked it. But it's weird how um, it's the same format of movie. Like, they did the same thing in that movie as they do in this movie with the going back and forth, telling the story shit. Yeah. And they both have the exact same 90s feel to them. Both of these movies feel the same. But you're not trying to say they are the same. Like no, they're the not Sweet the Home same. They're definitely not the same. I was about to have a fit. No, they have... Go Tawanda on your ass. No. We need <laughs> we need some walls in this house. <laughs> um, no, they just... The storytelling's the same. Like, they go back to the past to tell the story of their youth and all that shit. Yeah. But nothing else is the same. There's no... There's no similar plot points at all. Look at you liking all my movies. I don't like all of them, but I did like this one. You can try better next time. Maybe. Uh, All you got to do is pick Armageddon. Because you won't like it. And I'll have a movie to rage about. I mean, it's on my list, but I I have to buy Animal Crackers. I can't can't (laughs) just watch Armageddon. I told you, we're only going to do it if you act out the Animal Cracker scene (laughs) on on air. On air. (laughs) Until you've committed. There's a lot of bits in that because I'll have to sing the song. Yeah, that's another thing. I don't want to hear you singing it. You're, even right now, you're thinking it. You're thinking that song. You'll want to sing it. And probably throughout the day, even though we didn't listen to it, you're going to sing it. Yeah. But we we have a baseball movie to watch, and then you'll be singing that song. So. Yeah, so don't worry. There's a baseball. Our next mini episode might be a little bit different than normal. Um, so we, what are we on? Hour 48 we, of this we fight have now? Some some anger in this house right now. We are, we are very much... There is a debate raging that I didn't even know was a debate <laughs> until two days ago, and we haven't stopped swiping at each other Rich every once in a while. is going to need a wireless mic so he can pace around the bedroom while we have this discussion because he's very yeah. Upset it's it's not a animated. sit down. It's not a sit down discussion. <laughs> so hopefully we can watch the movie between um, now and then. Um. Yeah, the mini episode is going to be a little bit different this week, though, I think. We'll both be on it, but it'll just be a little bit different. Probably not going to have much homework to talk about. It might get loud. So did we cover everything? I ranked the movie. Yeah. Um, I liked it. Did you like it? Mm-hmm. It wasn't extremely funny or anything. No. But there were funny parts. more of a drama. Yeah. And it's sad, and it's manip- manipulative. But overall, it's a good movie. You're like, just angry that you were manipulated. I think I gave it four stars on Letterboxd. It was good. I love it. This wasn't your favorite movie that you picked, though? No. Good. Why is it good? Because. I don't want this to be your favorite movie because it's so (laughs) sad. All right. Well, that's it for us this week. Um, We'll see you next week with the mini episode. Have a great week. Okay, bye.